I think overall, it's a, a, a move that maximizes the strategic gains for the president in the sense that, one, uh, I don't think he was opposed in the first place to confirming uh, acting chief Justice Zondo in the position, um, you know, and also the the result of the process he triggered at the JSC SC, is that a different candidate was the most preferred. So he's acting in the, yesterday uh, to achieve two things: one, to show his relative autonomy as a political actor, but also not complete disregard of what the JSC has suggested in the sense that he has actually appointed uh, the, the, the the most preferred candidate, nominated the most preferred candidate, Judge mm-hmm. Meyer, for the deputy president position. And we'll remember that in the 90s, the president was in a similar position himself, in terms of which he was asked to, um, reportedly by his biographer, among others, that he actually make way for former president Kevin Bertie because he on his side still had the benefit of age. Likewise, in this case, the strategic choice may not have been very difficult in the sense that uh, the Chief Justice's term is going to be shorter and he's actually uh, put um, Judge Meyer in pole position to actually be a serious contender for the position of Chief Mm -hmm. Chief Justice. So it maximizes political uh, mileage as much as it does uh, assert his autonomy. Mm-hmm. Does going against the recommendations of the JSE panel perhaps dampen the concept of transparency in the whole process, though? Absolutely not. I mean, the, the structure needed to be humble about the real consequences of its decision. I mean, the constitutional powers are very clear here in terms of the prerogatives that the president has. Um, in order to appoint somebody. What's interesting for me is the development of what appears to be American-style approach to judicial appointments in terms of which you see partisan framing of people who are otherwise not necessarily falling into, you know, immediately into those camps politically. I mean, none of the justices, in my view, um, fall very strongly in a particular camp. Yes, indeed, questions can be raised about proximities uh, of, 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 of some of the justices, especially uh, Judge Zonda, for example, um, in the inter- at the interviews. Uh, questions may be asked legitimately about the nature of uh, proximity that may have developed in the process of resource mobilization for the State Capture Commission in the meetings with the president. Um, that's a legitimate question that, should, that, that, that is asked. My view is that, is that the answer to that is not as simplistic as the political opponents want us to believe. So it's interesting that um, this tendency now of American-style lobbying and, 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 and framing of justices as belonging to different political camps, it's going to be interesting. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a real politic in the sense that it's not uncommon to find that People have got certain motivations, and those motivations may very well be professional, um, and, and you find that they are more appealing to one camp within the political divide 
rather than another. Just on another note, how do you assess President Ramaphosa's race for a second term within the ruling party? Your thoughts on the road ahead uh, to the party's national elective conference at the end of the year? There's a, there's a strong view, which I largely agree with, that he is uh, better positioned to secure uh, his position. But remember, this is politics. So how things appear at one moment in a certain week may not be how they appear the next moment. So um, for now, I think I do agree with the building consensus that he has almost secured his position, but uh, as a person who looks at social social phenomena, you don't know what curveball comes from where that actually, you know, puts that entire campaign on a tailspin. What I'm appreciating about this time, as I said, is that the ANC's campaign practice is moving ahead of its policy framework around campaigning. And in fact, my view is that the party's policy framework has got to catch up with the practice that is pragmatic, that people within the ANC see, that if you don't campaign, you don't openly have people endorse you, then you are going to suffer the fate that uh, uh, I think former President uh, Khalema Mutlantisa 